Chapter 141 Into the City, Swords Out In the bustling city of the peerless, a sight both wondrous and extraordinary graced the skies as nearly 2,000 swords shimmered and floated, casting an enchanting spectacle. As the city gates stood witness, an old donkey, weariness attached on its face, ambled its way into the city. Seated on the donkey was a servant-looking young boy with an empty scabbard adorning his waist. With a furrowed brow, the boy lowered his head toward a middle-aged man who was leading the donkey's steps. Master, I have worked so hard to save up for the sword. Li Gang assured us he sought only to borrow swords from those within City of the Peerless. So why does he lay claim to mine? We have yet to even reach the city. The middle-aged man possessed an unremarkable countenance, his lips habitually upturned as though perpetually graced by a smile. In his hands there was a peach blossom twig plucked from a random place, twirling gently between his nimble fingers. In contrast to his assigned role as a servant, the young boy displayed a remarkable lack of conformity. Defying convention, he arrogated the privilege of riding the donkey for himself, leaving his master burdened with the task of carrying the baggage and book chest. Li Gang promised he was only borrowing swords, but can we truly trust him to return them? The young boy asked, wearing a worried face. Seeing the tears brimming on the boy's eyes, the man let out a wary sigh. All right, once we're out of town, I shall look for another fine sword for you. The boy's face lit up as his gaze fixated upon the array of swords hanging in the skies above the city. In a distracted voice, he asked, Master, if the battle really breaks out, who stands a greater chance of winning? Unless they fight until the bitter end, Wang Jianji holds a distinct advantage. The man answered with a nonchalant smile. The young boy rolled his eyes in disdain and uttered under his breath, Li Chun Gang is all talk. All he knows is how to conjure up these menacing spectacles. He's nothing but a bluff. The man's face grew grave as he warned the boy. San Lu, you must not show disrespect towards Master Li. Yes, Master. The boy acquiesced, sensing the man's anger. The man stopped playing with the peach blossom twig, a look of astonishment crossing his face. He chuckled. <laughs> well, well, there it goes. You are one lucky brat. It really is happening. Like a tolling bell, a voice reverberated from the inner city's tower. Li Chunggang! Come out of the city and meet me at the East Sea! In City of the Peerless, multitudes turned their gaze skyward as a towering figure, white as snow, dived from atop the tower toward the East Sea like a shooting star.
With lightning swiftness, 1,900 swords followed suit. A man propelled by indomitable courage leapt onto a single blade and headed toward the shimmering horizon. Thus began the most formidable battle of an era where destiny would be shaped. As the two figures soared out of the sky and headed toward the East Sea, a momentary hush fell over City of the Peerless before it burst into waves of clamor. Residents and visiting warriors alike surged out of the gates filled with fervor and excitement. The once bustling main street, teeming with people, suddenly emptied in a blink of an eye. Even the proprietors and staff of the roadside taverns hastily fled, leaving only Shifunyan and his entourage obligated to stay in their positions. A man, leading a donkey, walking against the tide into the city, caught a whiff of the enticing aroma of wine. Intrigued, he ventured toward a nearby tavern, rummaging through boxes and cabinets to uncover several jugs of wine. As he prepared to depart, he conscientiously left a handful of coins on the table. With unwavering strides, Shifunyan walked along the almost empty main road of City of the Peerless, his grip firm on the wine he carried. At the base of a wall, six renowned martial sentinels of City of the Peerless stood shoulder to shoulder. These sentinels were among a group of twelve, all once esteemed martial masters. However, their defeats at the hands of Wang Xianzhi condemned them to a lifetime of servitude. Confused, San Lu, the sword boy, whispered, Master, who is that young man? His boldness in speech and action is astonishing, even daring to provoke Wang Zhangju. Now that Li Chuan Gang has left, how does he have the courage to walk the streets? The man, who had been drinking with his head lowered, squinted his eyes and reminisced. Oh... Him, yeah. He's a distant relative. In terms of seniority, I'm sort of his uncle. That took the boy by surprise. Master, all this time that I have known you, you've rarely spoken of your family. Will you be willing to share it with me today? With his bowl still in the air, the man paused for a moment, deep in thought, before finally breaking into a smile. Back in my training days, his mother, who happened to be my distant cousin, gave me help, saved my life, and taught me skills. Bringing you to the city of the peerless this time is my way of repaying that debt. Before Wu Su departed from Wu's Shrine of Swords, I made her a solemn promise on Jianshan Mountain. She later went into the capital alone in a bid to rescue Zhu Zhao, the cripple, and I failed to keep up in time. She fell gravely ill as a consequence, and ever since then I've been living in a strong sense of guilt. His voice was filled with remorse. The man bent down and retrieved a small box from the book chest. It opened with a flick of his finger, revealing twelve exquisite sixes of varying lengths and colors. He looked back at the two carriages and said with a smile, My name is Deng Tai, and today I'm here to fulfill a promise I made to Wu Su, Lady of Northern Liang. 
back in my training days. I hope you won't mind. Shocked, Long Yuxian spewed out a mouthful of wine, and his face turned pale. Unlike her ladyship's sword of worldly salvation, I, however, have always trained in the art of killing. Generally, I keep these twelve sea axes away from ordinary people, but today you will see six of them. Long Yuxian's adopted son, Bugsy, who was usually carefree, never looked so serious now. Clutching onto the flash spear, Qing Yao remained vigilant without a hint of complacency, whereas Shu Xiao and Yang Qingfeng exchanged glances. For a moment, it felt like the air froze. Deng Tai Er's smile was faint as he extended his index finger, flicking the hilt of the first scarlet seeks to the left. With calmness in his voice, he uttered, Raven. The Sikhs leapt into the air and hung for a moment before darting toward the city wall. Sticking out the middle finger, he then tapped with both fingers, saying, Swift, swallow. Once again, the two Sikhs brimmed with vibrant energy and soared into the air. Finally, using three fingers, he continued, Heron, Robin, Flamingo. As he emptied half of the box, all eyes followed Deng Tai'er's gesture and fell onto the bottom of the city wall, except for Bugsy and Qingyao, whose gaze fixated on the inconspicuous yellow sword box. Unbeknownst to them, the six Sikhs, which had only just left the box, returned, hovering two feet above the sword box before descending into it. It was only after the lid was closed that they realized what had transpired. As though by an invisible force, the heads of the sentinels imploded, blood spurting out. With a crash, the sentinels fell toward the city wall and slumped to the ground. Deng Tai'e, the master of the flying Sikhs, stood up and smiled at the disapproving Bugsy. Congratulations, Maester Zhao Zhuanzu on returning to simplicity and finding peace. You are now free to roam the land. May I trouble you, Meister? Deliver this box to Prince Yu and inform him that he can find in this box all he needs to know about killing with my flying sea axes. Bugsy sighed in frustration. So, you were just going to walk away? Don't you realize you are pushing Wang Jianzhi? and Li Chung Gang toward the battle to the death like this? How do you suppose Xu Feng Yan to leave the city if Li Chuan Gang loses? Deng Tai'e retrieved the peach blossom twig and took the donkey by its leash, letting out a chuckle. Well, <laughs> that is no longer Deng Tai's concern, Maester. Bugsy let out a defeated sigh and rolled his eyes I really can't comprehend the world we're in these days. Long Yuxian was so astonished that he nearly dropped his eyeballs to the ground.